Hello everybody, this is Subha from the Sparking Entrepreneur Show and today we have Greg Clark, an architect and certified professional coach having more than 10 years of experience helping architects start their own farm. Without further delay, let's welcome Greg. Greg, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Subha. Let's talk about your journey path, like where did you start and what exactly inspired you to become a coach and how did you get started into this process? Yeah, so my background is in architecture as an architect. You mentioned it in I've been an architect at this point now. And I also had been interested in coaching and trying to find a link between how the two could overlap with each other. So ultimately, the coaching, I just wanted to, the world to be a better place. I wanted it to be better than how I found it. I figured coaching is really at its core about that. It's just about helping people be better. And if everybody were doing that, then think about the world that we could live in. But then more specifically related to architecture, through my schooling and through my career, I heard so many people talking about the problems in our profession. If there are architects listening to this, they'll know what I'm talking about. But I also didn't see or hear a lot of people trying to do much about it. They're just continuing the same steps that everyone else had, which just makes the problems stay present. So within that, it's sort of place that I could make a difference with coaching, with people that I know and an area that I know as well. And my view on it is that if we can make better firms in our industry, start them better than other people have been starting them, then we'll make a better profession. Our firms are the interface between us and the public. And they're also the place that like most of the architects work in. So we're going to be servicing the public better. We're also going to be making better places for us to go to work in. So great. Thank you. Got a lot of experience. What do you think that what are the most important qualities for a full post to go there? Yeah, I think first and foremost, you need to be a good listener. You need to be an active listener. So that means not just listening to the words that people are saying, but hearing what they're actually saying, hearing what's not being said, right? The second one that I would say is that you need to have a thing called a growth mindset. And this means that you know that everyone, including yourself, is a work in progress. Everybody is capable of change and improvement. Because coaching is ultimately just about helping people do that. And then the last one is what they call having a soft front, but a firm back. And this means that you're warm and empathetic and approachable. That's the soft front. People want to be open with people like that, but it also means that you are pushing people to get out of their comfort zone and holding them accountable to what they want to do. And the reason for that is people are only willing to step out of their comfort zone and take risks to the extent that they feel supported. So Greg, tell us about that. How exactly that you are helping your client? Like what kind of problem are they facing and where is the right time to get your coaching, right? And how... Is there any system or process that you are applying to help your clients overcome whatever the problem that they are facing, especially the architect space? Yeah. So really it's about helping people get started in their firms. And what do they need to do that? But ultimately it's about what's holding them back from doing it. So most people that come to me, they have started a little bit. They've had one or two sort of projects, but it's about getting the consistency of projects, right? You can have a website, you can have a business card, you can have an LLC. But unless you have business clients, you're not really in business. So it's about making that transition to get into that. And then, you, and then stepping back from that, less specifically about architecture, is that there's usually three things that are going on for people to stop them from achieving their goals. And I borrow these things from Jim Quick and his book, Limitless, back there actually. And then the first one is about your mindset, right? And this is important because you can only go as far as you believe that you can. So if it's your mindset obstacle, then it's about clearing those mental blocks. It's about developing that belief. And if you don't have that one, then the next two don't even really matter. So then that brings us to the second one, which is your methods. And this is about how you're doing something or what you were doing. 
So it's the skills and the tools that you're using to do that. So it could be things like Facebook, it's email newsletter that you're using to build lead generation, right? The way you're having a conversation with client, potential client. So that's the thing that's in your way. It's a matter of improving those skills and those tool sets. And then the third is your motivation. You need to know why you were trying to do what you're trying to do. Why do you want to start your architecture firm? What do you want it to be like? And you have to constantly remind yourself of these reasons. So I make it a daily practice for myself, but I also make it a daily practice for my clients to be constantly reminding themselves of these things, right? And we do a lot of work about uncovering why you have these reasons for what you wanted to do. So if you have two of those things, it'll help you go far, but you need all three to go the distance. So wait, there we can any kind of your coaching success story that you have helped one of your clients and how you have helped and what kind of problems they were getting at that point of time. Yeah, well, it's pretty similar to my last answer. And it's just about reminding yourself of why I remind myself of like why I'm doing these things. That keeps me motivated. That keeps me growing. Remind myself of my success, remind myself of the clients that I've helped, remind myself of where I've come from. And that builds my belief and helps with my mindset. But I also remind myself of what I've still got to achieve, what's ahead of me. That keeps me motivated. It keeps the fire in there. Like I'm not done yet. I'm not even close to being done. And that's what helps me keep going. So, big. I do think that nowadays artificial intelligence is entering each and everything. What do you think that uh, what kind of impact that AI is going to have on the coaching industry as well as the architecture industry? Oh, okay. Did you have the effect that AI is going to have? Yeah. I think first and foremost, I think there is a lot of unneeded concern about AI. I think it's understood. It's not unfounded concern. But my hope for it is. And I think we can already start to see it a little bit. It can actually make, instead of taking all of our jobs, it can make our jobs better. It can remove repetitive, redundant, boring things that have no purpose or meaning in our work to free us up for more things. If you, as an architect listening here, you could name a thousand things. We could happily outsource to AI to make our jobs more interesting. I think it can be actually a pretty exciting space on what's going to happen here. It's not going to replace you but it is going to replace the people who don't use and start learning how to use AI. It's just a new skill, right? The AI prompting, I look at that as though it's when like computers on desks became really common, I think in the eighties, like typing was a skill you had to learn or you're going to be left behind. I just think AI prompting is now the skill that you have to learn or you'd be left. Yeah, you have to use that because it can make you more productive so that you will be uh, focused on the things like some uh, boring stuff or some repeating that instead of you will be more productive. Yeah, and more productive, but I think what's more exciting about it is just more purposeful. It's, we don't have to do the mundane, boring things anymore. I think the biggest misconception that I see is that people think coaching is like therapy light or that coaches are unqualified therapists or something like that. And I think the reason for that is because coaches will work with you about uh, your thoughts and your feelings, but that's only so that you can then understand how the way that you think affects the way that you feel which affects how you act. And this is important to understand because coaching is all about taking some kind of action. Business or career coaching is about having the business or the career that you want. Relationship coaching is about having the relationship that you want. But to have those things, you have to take some kind of action. So you have to approach that client or you have to approach that person you're attracted to in the cafe. But the reason, but what you have to understand is that there's something going on inside your mind, which is making you feel about doing that those things that's stopping you from already having that. Yeah. And you have to understand that so that then you can take new action. I think the other one similar to, to that is that 
people assume that it's like for broken people. And I think it's because it's also grouped in with therapy, which is also untrue with therapy, but it's not for that. It's not for broken people. It's for successful people. So you can have problems and struggles. Everybody does, but it's not about being fixed. It's about going from now to next. It's about going from good to great. The great people have coaches. LeBron James has a coach. Tiger Woods has a coach. It's not just, these are not broken people, right? These are very successful people. Correct. And also there are a bunch of people that think that, why do I hire a coach if I have a friend? Why do I pay if I have some people around me, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's actually good. Did you have already good people around you? Then that's only going to push you further. Like the more help, the better. Yeah. But most of the people, they think that my brand is going to, people, if I talk about people's mindset, they think that my father is going to help me with that. But the father did not have any kind of experience or did not know exactly what the, you know, industry is. And also people think that my friend is going to help. The same is like the father. So yeah, but they are expecting that the big people are going to either help me to see the ways or the things that are to overcome my problems. But that's not the case. Right, right. And the, often the, the issue with that is that your friends and your family have an invested interest. Whereas the coach, the professional, they're objective about it. Well, they're meant to be at least. And all the ones I know are. So we don't, whatever direction you want to take doesn't affect me. I just want you to get to where you want to be. Whereas like your friends and your family are like, oh, that's a risk. I don't know about that. I feel uneasy with you getting uncomfortable. Okay. So guys, if you were trying your like life journey and put it into a book, so what would be the name and why it would be like the name? Like, Yeah. I love this question also. And it's a hard one to answer, but. Yeah, I think like anybody's life, there have been struggles, challenges, things I wish at the time didn't happen to me, but with growth and reflection and understanding and appreciation of those things, eventually you go from things that you just had to get through to becoming things that you got to do that you learned from. So I would call my book, have to, need to, want to, get to. And the reason for that is that when you think about those phrases, they give us an indication of how we relate to something. So have to being at the bottom of this hierarchy sounds like obligation, whereas get to is privilege. And I would want my story to teach people about the reframing and the lessons of things that we thought we had to do, obligations to the things that we get to do, right? And it's a really simple one that I think people, all of us miss is we say, I have to go to work today, right? But if you think about all the other people that applied, didn't get the job, you actually get to do this. You get to go in there. Right. And that's what I would want my story and my book to be about. And that's what I would want to teach people. Awesome. Greg, tell us some weird about so that our audience can yeah, website and media handles. If our audience wants to get uh, reach out to you, then how they'll be able to. Yeah. People can find me on Instagram at the architect coach. Just all one word. Find me there. Follow and send me a DM if you want to get in touch and work with me. Awesome. Guys, do make sure you follow Greg as he's a wonderful person with great personality and you can reach out to him according to your coaching mate. So that is today's episode of Parking Entrepreneur too. Thank you so much for this conversation for, the, for your time and it's like, it, it was an honor to see you today. No, long time, bro. I love what you're doing. Thank you for having me on and yeah, good luck with, the, with going on your podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Greg. So that's it. I'm going to go to the signing off and you guys have a wonderful day. Bye guys.